Hello and welcome back to the Flail of Skulls podcast. Uh, today, Casper uh, and I here again. Uh, we're going to walk through another book in the Warhammer Fantasy Battle 4th and 5th edition. This time it will be the Chaos Dwarfs. Now, um, neither of us have played these armies, I believe. Have you ever played the Chaos Dwarfs, Casper? Yeah, I played them against you uh one time when we were still uh, using uh, replacement models. Oh um, yes, that's right. We did play play that one game with the uh, the blunderbusses, I believe. And I played a lot lot against them as a kid. Yeah. Um, but they weren't uh, they weren't uh, very often uh, in tournaments. Yeah. As I, I also, remember them. I also remember your Earthshakers not managing to uh, shake anyone. Did you have two of them, I believe? Long I cannot, I cannot no, remember no. that game. No, no. So uh, first off, we'll be uh, just briefly going over the some of the special rules and spells for the Chaos Dwarfs, and um, then we'll be heading straight into the units for the the various units for the the Chaos Dwarfs. So, uh, would you like to start with uh, a little brief look at the uh, rules, Casper? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the first unit. Um, oh, we, you're gonna take uh, the the special yeah, rules first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The special rules. That's right. Yeah, the cast dwarfs has the same special rules as dwarfs. They don't get penalty for having a heavy armor and shields and. Uh, and they dispel on four plus. Um, if they don't include a sorcerer. No, no matter what. No matter what. Okay. Yeah, they have all the, the same rules. Uh, they they're just as as the dwarves. They just don't use runes, and they can and they use uh, magic instead. Okay. Um, so and then they can they can of course they cannot take the dwarves uh, special weapons or runes, uh, but they can take the chaos. Uh, items instead, um, which is quite powerful. Um, and then they, uh, their magic is a, a special deck. Uh, it's not the p- most powerful deck, but they they get to uh, to replace the the spells they draw, which they don't want want to have, and draw uh, a random new one, which increases the chances of getting those uh, a good one and a half decent one spells. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I believe that's it with the special um, rules. Uh, I do believe it actually says that uh, this rule of uh, the natural dispel does not apply to Chaos Dwarves. Hmm. Well, are you sure? Yeah, under the, uh, if you go to the Dwarves Bestiary. Yeah, okay. Um, it's funny that he even mentions it. But, but it says under, under Chaos Dwarves, uh, magic. It says that they have a four plus. Uh, yeah, always this on four plus. Yeah. And then exactly. afterwards, it's and then afterwards it says this provisio does not apply to chaos dwarfs. Ah, okay. Yeah, I probably read that too quick then. Yeah, yeah, I I've done that that my same as well. I, I <laughs> thought it was when you didn't have a wizard, but it, it, you just don't have it at all. Yeah. So they don't have any magic resistance, but. Yeah. Okay. They do get the magic, so that's a big bonus. Yeah. 
So it's it's like dwarves with a with magic and a, and a little bit of mobility troops. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, should we head into the uh, units? Yeah, definitely. And the first unit on the list is the Chaos Dwarf Warriors, which you must have one unit of in your army. And this one I see as a major downside. Um, apart from being able to carry a magic banner, uh, the Chaos Dwarfs, in my opinion, are completely useless. Um, there is no way to really make them any stronger, and you must have one of these units. So in the lists that I've made, I haven't actually tried any of them yet. I've always tried to keep the unit to an absolute minimum of five models. Uh, what do you think about the Chaos Dwarf Warriors, Casper? Yeah, first of um I understand why, uh, why they made it so, uh, because it wouldn't be a Chaos Dwarf army if you didn't uh, feel the Chaos Dwarfs regiments, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I understand why they made the rule. Uh, the problem with this unit is I think that it's mandatory for them to be armed to the teeth. So they both have uh, shields and normal weapons and double-handed weapons. Um, so they cost a bit extra, but that being said, you can always choose uh, what uh, weapon you're going to use. Um, so the option comes in handy a few times if you want to get the plus one armor save or you want to get the plus two strength and strike last. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that uh, you should ever pay that mu much uh, for a banner just by including five of these. I think you should no, go. No, you no. should go the the whole route and make this uh, your your main regiment every time. Um, I, I would never put a banner on if I, if I only had five models. No, but but it's still a waste of points, and I think it's a it's a decent mm -hmm. uh, it's a decent unit. They have dwarf stats, which are are quite uh, quite good. Uh, of course, they like the movement, uh, so you need to to be very precise when. When placing these, and you need to to know pre precisely where to uh, hit them. They cannot, you cannot waste uh, movement on turning and stuff like that. But they they are pretty good in in combat. Uh, having a uh, heavy armor and shields with a four plus save and toughness four is a uh, it's pretty pretty good. Um, and sometimes the great weapons can use, but I would rather have them uh, the great weapons as an option for them. And I'm pretty sure it would have been like that if uh, they ever got around making an update uh, to this very, very old uh, army book. Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe it is one of the the first army book, one of the first released army books uh, that didn't ever get an update. Um, uh, I'm not sure on that point, but I'll. I'll... Rely on your no, it, on yeah, yeah, but it never. I, I know it never got an update, and you can also mm -hmm. yeah. tell that uh, this book is is very old just by the wording and the setup of of the units, yeah. um, and they have very few uh, special rules and stuff like that. Um, but this unit is mandatory, and I think it's a it's a decent unit. It's not the best. I would like to save a few points on the great weapons. Uh, but that's it. I don't think it's as bad as you think. Um, okay. Um, but the movement three is always a killer. That's yeah. for sure. And the issue is, I see at least, is that um, the when we get to later to the uh, war machines, but I don't believe you have 
often enough to force your opponent to come to you, which is one of the advantages you could have as dwarfs. But with Chaos Dwarfs, I feel like this unit, just it, it'll, it'll never see combat. It, you can only use it to negate like a, a corner um, a victory point. Um, maybe you'll be able to deny two victory points with it, which is, you know, pretty strong function anyway, but it's a quite expensive unit. So, no, I, I still don't like this one. Yeah, but it's a good unit to hide your characters in because uh, your opponent might uh, might have to go into this regiment if, if, you're, if you have a lot of points in it uh, or all your characters are there, depending on how the rest of your army looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course, if you are going to be hiding a, a character in it, maybe. But still, I, I just feel. I, I guess it's. I'm annoyed that I have to have one of these units uh, in my army because it's so expensive. And besides, you know, being somewhere you can you can hide a character, it really doesn't serve a purpose. Especially not in this army. No, but then then again, the other units has a movement four. If you look at the hobgoblins or the orcs, and that's yeah. pretty much the same as movement three. If your opponent don't allow it, then it those units won't uh, won't see combat. Um, so you need to to have a a lot of uh, worth in the, the regiment, and then you need to have other units that do enough damage. So the unit has to meet this regiment. Uh, or you can just use it, as you said, to to stay right in the middle of the map to deny all the uh, corner victory points. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, we've had this discussion before, I believe, about the uh, difference between four inch and three inch, and I still believe there is a stronger difference than than you care to uh, 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 judge, um, because it is over the game. It is uh, at least if you're marching or charging. It is a difference of uh, of ten inches that can really uh, have a huge difference. I feel uh, so. I do believe that. Uh, well, not a huge difference, but a uh, a rather, rather large influence on the game. Yeah, and, of course, it's a it's a huge difference in the, in distance, but it's still the same problem for movement four. They don't have enough movement to actually decide if they want to fight or not. It's the opponent that decides it for you. Yeah. If the opponent doesn't want to fight a movement three unit or movement four units, it's the same. They can easily just go around it. At least most armies can. But still, in those cases, you have those units with slow movement. You have them to um, block off, uh, uh, you know, at enemy advance to your war machines or to your artillery. If you're making a more stationary, come get me army. Um, a quite difficult uh, thing to achieve, given the amount of uh, flying you can get. Um, but still, I feel like this one doesn't really offer a, the the main. What I see as the main unit here is the bulls bulls and towers, which I, I believe we'll be getting to later. But um, I'm still not convinced of the Chaos Dwarf Warriors. Shall we um, uh, move on? Yeah. All right. Next on the list is the Chaos Dwarf Blunderbusses. Now, I've been playing around a lot with these as in the armies I've been making as the main regiment or as the sole source of uh, infantry for my army, simply because um, they can screen out uh, potential enemies. 
um, from my flank of my main unit. Um, but I'm still not convinced that they're worth the points. The blunderbuss seems quite potential, but very difficult to get, to see action. What are your thoughts on the uh, blunderbusses? Yeah, um, I think uh, I think they're they're pretty pretty good as well. Um, their zoning potential is uh, is huge, and uh, and having a warrior regiment uh, marching full speed ahead every turn, also having this uh, unit next to it. Make sure that uh, that uh, they are no not gonna get uh, any enemies in on that flank, um, because no sane enemy would come within a range of blunderbusses. Very few would dare to charge them, um, because st- you can always stand and shoot. And um, yeah, they are they are they are pretty they're pretty deadly with their shots, and yeah. they are. They are pretty. Uh, they have dwarf stats, so they are not uh, too shabby in combat either. Especially if you give them shields as well, um, which I think you should always do. Um, so I really, yeah. I really like these, and I think, uh, I think they're they kind of are needed to to back up the dwarf warriors, um, so they don't easily get uh, outflanked, and uh, their zoning potential is uh, is very huge. They won't get to shoot more than once, but. Uh, that that uh, time that they shoot is uh, is very very good, and you mentioned uh, using it as your main regiment. I wouldn't recommend that because if you put characters with them, you break uh, the shooting yeah. chain, and uh, you you have to uh, to make it so that you have uh, holes in your in your shooting uh, um, area. I don't know yeah, how to, yeah. how to explain that really, but uh, if you put a character in the middle, then you won't get any shots in the middle of that regiments. Um, There'll be a whole line of en- enemy infantry that will not be touched by the blunderbusses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. ruin the, this regiment if you put any characters mm-hmm. with them. Um, and that was my conclusion as well while uh, tinkering around with it. So it, it has zoning poten- potential, definitely. Um, but besides that, it's quite expensive zoning. Um, I've tried to reduce it to about uh, to 12 models for the minimum uh, possible. Um, I don't think you can go any lower than that. You might even have to go higher. You might even have to go 16. But you don't You don't always need the, the strength 5 for this. Uh, the strength 4 is pretty good sometimes. Even strength 3 is also good because the, okay. the shots are so, uh, so, uh, so good. If if you're yeah, if you're fighting numbers, yeah. if you're fighting toughness three and you just have a whole line of these, it's a huge zone that's blocked out, and uh, and all those models will take a strength three hit. If you have an addition line, then it's a strength four hit. So I would include this and the, uh, and then uh, this unit, and then I would uh, decide uh, how wide I would uh, field them when I see my opponent. If I need uh, the additional strength and the armor piercing, uh, or, yeah. or not. Uh, otherwise, I, I would just uh, maybe make it up to a line of uh, if I if you said you include sixteen, then maybe uh, eight long. Yeah. With a one rank could be a very very good um, and very hard yeah, to to cool. steer steer out of that uh, that huge zone zoning potential. Uh, that is true. 
So I kind of like uh, like these. Of course, yeah. Of course, they're not the they're not built for you uh sit and wait for my for the enemy to come to me uh, kind of strategy but they really zone out a huge part of the map um so i think uh, i think they have potential yeah i, I think actually you might be uh, right on that one uh, a long line of them does create an incredibly large zone uh, to be covered of course it's not easy to get that whole line moving forward uh, you'll probably spend uh, the first turn just wheeling. <laughs> that's the that's the trick with the uh, when you have movement three or four, uh, you need to set your units correctly up from the start, so you don't have to yeah. waste movement on on turning, wheeling, and stuff like that. You need to to march yeah. forward every turn yeah, with exactly. all your movement. Yeah, yeah, and you can't have anything in the way. You won't have you. You can't spend time going around terrain, you just have to go through the open terrain. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, any final words on the blunderbusts? Nope. I think I've said it all. So let's move on to the bull centaurs. Uh, now, this is a unit I particularly like. Um, Fast-moving, uh, tough infantry, uh, sort of uh, I kind of uh, think of this as like um, Chaos Warriors with uh, Movement 8. Or Beastman, maybe. As, with Movement 8, that's pretty good. Um, they can carry a magic banner. Um, yeah, they do have the two-handed weapons, which is a big shame. I mean, I'd much rather give them something like spears. Uh, I guess they wouldn't get the plus one for being cavalry. they get the plus one they get the additional ranks with the spears. What? No, they. They're... I'm pretty sure that this unit counts as cavalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right as well. Uh, but never mind. They can't have spears anyway. But um, definitely see this as the uh, the main punching unit of the um, the beastmen, other the cast wolves. I mean. What are your thoughts on the bulls and towers? Yeah, I, I think they're they're fast and they they give uh, the army mobility. Um, they have two wounds, toughness four, so they're not they're not too bad uh, and might actually get to use their great weapons, uh, mm -hmm. if not fighting a too in too strong foe. Um, and you can give them a magic banner, so you can have actually give them standard of shielding to even increase the chances of uh, of the the great weapons working. Um, yeah. Because having save of four plus with two wounds is twice as good as having save for four plus with one wound, of course. Um, well, it's um, if they use the they can't use the shields in uh, combat. So they only have a six plus to start with in combat. Oh yeah, of course you're right about that. Yeah. Uh so yeah, but uh no, I still think that standard of shielding is pretty good to to m maybe save them from a yeah not dying to a annoying strength three pikes or something like that or or spears. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. This is something I would consider a character with the ruby chalice for as well. Maybe, maybe it will be very hard to activate that Ruby Jealous. I think. 
it depends on the size of the unit, of course. Um, I could consider a unit of seven of these with a uh, a hero, or maybe eight of them. Yeah. Or I'd, I'd just go for the five, and you can do that as well. But but it's definitely worth uh, considering having uh, things to protect them. Um, another yeah, another yeah. thing that you can do is put a character with them. A Bulls and Tower hero is pretty strong, and uh, give him some items so he uh, he can kill some some guys before so they cannot strike back and kill these. Um, yeah, like uh, Helm of Many Eyes is always a good pick for that guy, unless you want that on your Lord, of course. Yeah, but then they have movement eight, so they're gonna charge a lot of the time. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but you can also put uh, the. I think uh, I've been looking at is put is uh, putting a lot cheaper uh, fix to uh, having some model striking first in this regiment is putting the hobgoblins heroes on the wolves with this regiment. Um, I think that's a better option than actually paying all the cost for what we'll get to characters later. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Because you can get uh, a lot of Hobgoblin heroes with this unit uh, for no points, and I think even two, one or two Hobgoblin Goblin heroes is fine. So, yeah, it's definitely a good yeah, good unit. Yeah. Every unit that has a, this good movement and two wounds is pretty strong. Um, and they can have a banner. So the only downside, as you mentioned, is uh, the great weapons uh, might be uh, dangerous for them sometimes, and making it so that they don't have that big variety uh, of uh, range that they mm. can actually fight troops. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'd be lo lovely to see them get uh, flails or something instead. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I think uh, we're pretty much in agreement that the Bulls and Tars are a pretty strong unit, and uh, I don't know, I'd say it's one of the best on the roster. Yeah, it probably is, but they're probably not. Uh, they're probably not that strong. Um, yeah, they cannot do much themselves. They still need uh, a lot of support. Uh, and, and even even the cavalry. even then you you still need to uh, to invest in them for for them to, yeah. to work and even then they are not gonna beat other cavalry heavily armed uh, regiments with characters and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, that is that is true. That is true. So it but it is one of the it's still one of the good uh, good choices on the roster, at least for the Chaos Dwarfs. Um, yeah, I think I would always include a unit of these, uh, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. five. Uh, definitely. Uh, getting mobility for a slow-moving army is just uh, gold. Yeah. So, next unit on the list is the Hobgoblin Warriors. I don't really think there's any reason to choose these guys. Um, a lot better choices for if you really want to include Hobgoblin units. I wouldn't go with, uh, especially since they can't get spears. I mean, if they, uh, I guess with uh, Banner Defiance... They cannot have a banner, so... No, they cannot have a banner either, no. 
So, so nothing. No. Uh, what about you? Sorry, any reason to use these besides maybe try and sneak five or six models into a corner to steal that one? No, uh, okay. there are better units for doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, they have no absolutely no no worth. Um, they have no good weapon option. They have nothing going for them. It's just a bad unit. They have leadership six and uh, movement four and bad stats and no options. Yeah, bad unit. Yeah, okay. So next on the list is the Hobgoblin Sneaky Gits. Um, we do have two attacks. So we strength three. Yeah, with with the one uh, armor piercing. Yeah, with the one armor piercing. Yeah. Um, I guess you need a pretty large unit of these, and you need to make them somehow unbreakable. You'd have to do that with a character, or at least make them, you know, less breakable. Um, I kind of want to try this unit. I've been trying it several times, but I yet to find a proper use for it. Again, it's a movement four unit. It's uh, it's decent, but still suffers the same issues um, to some extent that the uh, movement three does. And they're pretty weak and low leadership. I don't know. I'm not really sure about this one. What do we? What do you think? Yeah, the their function is uh, is a uh, is pretty defined. I think. Uh, it's the special rule that they can lap around with any number, so... Um, yeah, they can get a full surround if you want. Yeah, but they need to win combat still. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem with, uh, with that rule. Um, but if you can manage to build a regiment, of course, it, this will include either that these are flanking, a flanking regiment or there are characters with them. But if you can manage to, to win a combat and lap around, then you deny uh, the whole uh, the rank and they get the plus, uh, plus three combat result as well, if you have enough yeah. models to get around. Uh, but I don't think, I don't, I don't see that happening very often, uh, them winning combat and, and that uh, special rule coming in, into play. Uh, yeah, they, it needs to be like a, a, a character regiment, like uh, the front line of characters, and then these guys to negate bonuses. But uh, uh, if you have a unit uh, or you have a regiment with that many characters, you'd like to win combat first round. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, just to, uh, I just uh, realized that they don't have to win combat. So, okay, they don't have so to So it's a lot combat. easier to build this unit. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You just put a character with Crown of Command with them. And they win. Yeah, they might win uh, the second round of combat. Uh, yeah, that is true. So that I, makes them a little bit better, mm -hmm. I think. I I could definitely see them used. Um, the problem is that I don't want uh, any more slow-moving units, and I yeah I would always have the chaos warriors and the blunderbusses. Um, yeah. So I don't so see you... really see a room for these, but. Uh, but they are a lot better when they don't need to win the combat to mm -hmm. to lap around. And definitely with Crown of Command, I'm actually thinking that uh, if you make sure that that character cannot be killed uh, with 
that the character wearing the crown of command yeah and yeah. these guys will will probably win a lot of fights in the next round because if you have enough models to to get your combat result uh, to 3 uh, and then also have uh, the rear and uh, and and the flank uh, mm -hmm. then you have plus 6 and the and the standard plus 7 it's pretty good, but it's the same that most units can do with a banner of defiance. But of course, you negate that of your opponent. Of course, um, the entire exterior side of the enemy regiment will get to attack. Of course, so you don't want it against something that's um, like uh, you don't want to be sending these up against uh, um, like toughness four enemies or strength four enemies with the... Because they'll usually be striking first. The initiative of the goblins is only at two. Yeah. And it's probably okay if they only have one attack, but models that have more than one attack, probably yeah. not very fun for this. Exactly. So I, I don't really see them as these being used, really. They seem like um, they have potential, but um, again, it's it requires a lot and has to be a specific situation. So it's something you have to figure out, I guess. Uh, yeah, they, they don't seem to have a target for them. I mean, you have your if you're going with the Chaos Warriors as your main regiment, you don't need the sneaking kits. Um, you have the blunderbusses to screen off uh, secondary regiments. Uh, so the only really purpose they could serve was flanking. But uh, you can also flank with the blunderbusses, you know, by lining them up to just clear a line in the enemy regiment. They won't hit uh, friendlies, I believe, when they shoot their, their, their blunderbusses. They will they hit in, anything in, in their path. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah you, anything if in their you path. But... Place them correctly. Yeah, you can uh, you can shoot yeah. into combat without having to dividing the stu the shots. Exactly. So um, yeah, I guess I guess there's no real purpose for the sneaky kids besides uh, being sneaky. <laughs> All right. Um, any closing remarks on the uh, sneaky kids? Let's move on to the Hobgoblin Archers. Um, this sort of has the same situation as the Hobgoblin Warriors. I mean, you could get a bunch of bowmen, but it seems like expensive uh, way to get, uh, you know, a goblin level fire. You know, from the, uh, so it's sort of like more expensive goblins you're buying here. Uh, they're not going to do a major difference. But, um, but normal goblins can only have short bows. That's the difference. That's true. They do have bows. That is actually a major difference. I did not notice that. Um, still, um, yeah, I guess it's cheaper than, than Savage Orcs with bows. But uh, I still don't think it's, it's that effective. I mean, it, it is a cheap alternative to have if you want some additional uh, pecking fire. Maybe you want to take out some uh, wolf riders or some wolves or something similar on the flank. That could be actually be useful then. 
Yeah, I'm I'm okay with them having uh, since they have bows. What do you think about the uh, goblin archers? Yeah, I don't think I would I would use them. Um, strength three, missile fire uh, with twenty four range is not very good with ballistic three. Uh, they're not gonna do a lot of damage, uh, but they're no maybe maybe they're cheap. Half a wound, actually. Yeah, they are cheap. Um, but I don't think I would. I would use them. Um, really, really, the best option I think uh, the Chaos Dwarfs has for ranged is the the Wolf Riders, which we we'll get to, or they should get the ally, the Orcs with crossbows. Yeah, um, that's definitely a. a a decent choice one to get the orc crossbows. I'm not really sure about the hobgoblin wolf riders as as the actual uh, range. They'll be even worse than the uh, the archers. Um, but I do believe you have to include the hobgoblin wolf riders anyway. So you might as well give them the bows. Um, they only get the short bows, of course. Um, but it is a strong unit. I mean, nine movement is, is great. Uh, it is unfortunate you can't get spears with them, like uh, on Goblin Wolf Riders, so you can actually hit with a strength of four. Uh, meaning it's 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 definitely just a mostly a, a screening unit. Uh, and given that this one can skirmish, that makes it an even better screening unit. So you'll keep your wolves and towers for taking wounds. And I guess you could use them on the flanks, but you probably wouldn't win over archers with this, with the five wolf riders. They probably wouldn't beat ten archers. I, th I, th think, I think they would. They have uh, two two attacks. One of them has weapon skill four. Um, so I think they would just, just barely. Uh, also keep in mind that they're charging, so they, they will beat the archers, I think. Maybe. I'd probably think that, uh, well, Skirmish, maybe it's a little bit harder to hit them, actually. So in that case, they could uh, get the win in. Um, and can spread themselves out more. They're more, e uh, more able to, um, I guess, with the five to ten attacks, uh, you got two and a half from one of them, and you got three from the other one. And then you've got... 2.25 wounds. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, they can be. They can be. And these these units are are probably the best unit in in the Chaos Dwarf roster. You will always include uh, two or three, maybe four units of five of these. I think. Because they are that good, they're fast, and they can dictate uh, the charges and control the map. Um, and they can do a little bit of a harass in there. Uh, but mostly they they just uh, control the flow of the battle very well. And they are very cheap mm -hmm. for having movement 9. Yeah, of course they do take animosity tests. No, they're hobgoblins. Uh, and even the, hobgoblins, hobgoblins in the chaos roster do take tests. No, hobgoblins. Hobgoblins do take tests. It's other, it's uh, other orcs and goblins who do not take tests because of orc hobgoblins are present. 
but the hobgoblins still take the test. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh... I remember this from having used the hobgoblins quite often in some of my orcs and goblins armies, just to negate animosity. A bit of a, a cheapskate way to get around the uh, rolling the, the ones. Yeah, you're right about the right about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So of course they they have to to test, but they. But there's still a good animosity is not that bad. It's not well. That, it's not that often that uh, that it fails, and it, even if it fails, it can still be good for you. Um, so. You, sir, haven't played my orcs and goblins armies, clearly. <laughs> you never fail animosity tests. Only on, on things do. that doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's because I have... That's another story. I have, I have way too many units in my army, usually. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, Hobgoblins definitely agrees a good unit. Um, I'm kind of sad it doesn't have spears. That makes me very sad. Yeah, but I think it's it's. I don't think uh, Games Workshop uh, want its hobgoblins to use spears. I think uh, that's that's on purpose that they don't have access to spears. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it is. It, w it would have been very nice with spears on them, definitely. Most, of course, then they get the additional minus one to hit them uh, instead. So that's actually uh, quite decent. Well, uh, from shooting anyway. Yeah, very strong unit, definitely. Yeah. So next on the list is the Black Hawks. Um, it's it's uh, unfortunate that you can't get um, magic standard for these. Yeah, that's also on purpose. They didn't want the they want the the greenskin units to be like slaves to uh, yeah, to the chaos yeah. dwarves. Um, I definitely heard people use uh, just them through the allies to get the unit. To uh, somebody wanted to field uh, two units of black hawks, so they field this one and then they field the one from the allies. Yeah, and actually, if you uh, use the allies unit, then you can have a banner on them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's a better option, of course. But uh, I don't. I don't think this unit is is worth it. Um, no, no. It's uh, too I... slow, and uh, black orcs are not that good. I don't think. Um, they're not that strong. I mean, this would be the. Um, I guess you would need a banner to keep the characters safe. But if if you had the allied black orcs, it would be an option to use them instead of the chaos dwarfs. But again, you need to have at least five of them, so you're already spending uh, seventy points on a unit you're not going to be using. Um, if you're not going to uh, build the chaos dwarfs, which you may recommend. Yeah, and that's just not a winning strategy to all, already. Be behind on points when the battle starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, that can be quite the issue. Um, 
it's it's just it depends on whether you feel like the the character unit that you're paying for then is is um is worth it that many points not being able to do anything so you have less points on the battlefield in, in that way as well um, black orcs yeah i agree there's not really a a strong purpose for them in this army. I mean, you do really have the idea of, you know, orc slaves, but you'd rather use the ones from the allied book and spend allied points on it instead. If you weren't wanted to include it. Yeah, and and even then, I I still I would still pick my uh, my two dwarf units, the blunderbosses and the warriors, and then I I definitely don't want to have more units on foot. Yeah. Yeah, you probably want the rest mounted or as artillery. It's not really a, a, a strong purpose for having such a, a large infantry force. Um, so the, the orc units seem superficial, not really serving a purpose. The same with the orcs. Um, the orcs can get bows, but they can't get crossbows, which is a shame. So you have to use allied points as well for that. Yeah, and there's... There's there's little use in uh, in playing paying the two uh, two more points for getting orcs with bows compared to hobgoblin archers. Um, you spend two two yeah. points more and and gain one toughness and one leadership. Yeah, and that's not really what you're looking for with archers, I think. Uh, of course, then you don't have to take an animosity if you have hobgoblin other units. That's true. So that's basically what you're paying the two points for. Um, goblins, very cheap unit. Uh, shame you can't have a magic banner again. Uh, so they're quite uh, a volatile unit. It's not you don't spend many points on it, but it won't really serve much of a point uh, a purpose besides uh, keeping a corner in your control. Um, but, but Don't really because they're so so cheap, maybe they, maybe they can they can have a use protecting the other flank of the the, the warrior regiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they um, well they will panic the chaos dwarfs and the blunderbusses, but they won't panic. Or do chaos dwarfs panic when uh, orcs and goblins run? They shouldn't, but I'm not sure if. I don't think they do, but uh, let's uh, cannot find anything about it. Nope, it's only uh, yeah. So they will they will cause panic in those units. <coughs> yeah, so probably not, yeah, not so very good then. No. Um, Should we move on yeah. to the war? Yeah. Let's yeah, let's move on to the war machines. And first on the list of the war machines is the Hobgoblin Bolt Thrower. Uh, it's a fairly cheap bolt thrower. Uh, so I would definitely consider using this one. Um, I'd probably go with two if I wanted to bring them. Uh, that is considering the special rule that Casper um, and I play by in our games, where we allow for a maximum of three war machines per army. So in this case, I would go with uh, with two hobgoblin boat throwers in most situations. I think if I were to include them. Yeah. I think with with normal rules, 
it could be an option to uh, to include a lot of these because they're they're so cheap. Uh, yeah, I actually think that they are they're pretty good being yeah. being that cheap. Yeah, it's it's true. You could include a lot in lot of these in the uh, points allowance, uh, and really provide a lot of firing power all of a sudden. Yeah, you can have eleven in a two thousand point army. <laughs> but really, that's uh, that's pretty potent. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. I mean, how's the uh, your enemy is not going to have enough flyers to deal with all of them. No, and, and even though they cost so little, so it doesn't matter if you lose them. Yeah, yeah a half a unit can maybe kill two, maybe three, if it gets lucky in, in the right uh, order. Um, I'd say maybe a half a unit will kill two of these in a battle. At, uh, at most, uh, definitely, at most. Yeah, They yeah. need to and position just... themselves after winning, mm -hmm. and then they need yeah. to charge again, so... That is actually Five a pretty ridiculous strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just, uh, first round, you fire, concentrate on all the mobile units that are on the ground. And then uh, you can just slowly pick off the infantry. Yeah, but they, they're not insane. Um, no, but they, no, they no. are really cheap. And, yeah. uh, 11 of these uh, will cause a little bit of damage, not, not in insanely a lot but if the enemy brings cavalry then uh, that cavalry is uh, locked down the whole game and hides behind the forest i guess yeah it's probably over the top to include that many but uh, I, I, I definitely <laughs> Perhaps. i definitely see them having some use i'd love to see it in a battle report though at some point that'd be uh, interesting to watch um, next war machine is the Death Rocket. Now, if I understand uh, the rules for this one correctly, as I've read them quite a few times, uh, it does seem like the the rocket can bounce almost indefinitely before it explodes, making it incredibly bad. Um, it barely... It, it doesn't really do much damage. It has a low strength. Um, I, I guess it can. It can. Can it damage all the targets it hits on the way? How do you read the rules of the uh, death rocket? I have to read it again because I haven't read it as as you did. Um, I thought it was just uh, a regular bad um, bad cannon. Mm. Um, But the way uh, the way I see it uh, is uh, that it's a uh, it's a uh, no matter how the rules are it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty hard to get this to hit. Um, yeah, uh, you don't have any uh, gobl hobgoblin strapped to it <laughs> to guide it on this way, um, like you have with the Doom Diver. Um, let's see here. I don't. I think it's a, it's exactly like a, like a stone thrower, actually. Um, just a 
a bad one. I don't, I don't, I cannot find where, where you said that it should bounce indefinitely. It's on it, when you roll a misfire. Oh, okay. On the uh... yeah, okay. When you roll a misfire, then uh, then it might uh, spring around and do. Yeah, uh, basically, you first you roll a d6, and then on a five or six, then the rocket goes out of control. It lands 46 in the random direction, and then uh, you roll a d6 again to see what, what happens where it lands. And on a one, two, three, it explodes where it landed. On a four, five, six, it spins off in another random direction, 46, and you roll again. Yeah, okay. You have to you have to roll continue rolling until you roll a one two or three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's a stone thrower with um, poor strength. Uh, that if you misfire with it, uh, has a chance. I guess where it lands, I guess it hits as well. It's it's unclear to me if it does, but. Uh... But we we don't really. Of course, it would be it. It's nice if we if we got the clear on how the rules for this exactly are. But uh, yeah. stone throwers are very bad, and this is a worse stone thrower. So it's a it's a no brainer for me that it, this is a a very very bad pick. Reading all the rules here, I cannot see yeah. any, any yeah, way of stating does. that uh, all models hit with the the misfire would uh, would be damaged or not. Uh, yeah, but no matter it, what, it, it it's very random. Even if everyone is damaged, it's yeah, probably it not could gonna, be do, own... gonna do a lot of damage anyways. And it could be your own troops as well. It's definitely too bad to include. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do not really see a purpose for it either. I mean, it, it does, does look pretty cool, the model itself. Um, I'd love to get one of those to paint at some point or try and make one of my own, but I'd never include it in the game unless I was trying to uh, to buck Casper by bringing like, a, a terrible list. <laughs> <laughs> So um, the final piece of artillery is the Earthshaker cannon at 140 points. Uh, now this is a, uh, a potent mortar, or just a mortar with an additional effect of a chance to uh, stun or uh, reduce the movement of the enemy. Now that that effect in itself uh, is pretty strong. Um, you could basically just trap the entire enemy army in the uh, in his deployment zone uh, if you get rolled well enough. So um, I definitely think it's it's worth the points, but it is a gamble to bring because you might just not do anything with it. What are your thoughts on the Earthshaker cannon? Yeah, uh, it's very expensive, um, but as you you mentioned, uh, it can really. Do a lot of damage. It's not so much the damage; it's not gonna kill that many models, uh, even if it gets a hit and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. uh, but the shake from the cannon is uh, pretty potent. I do believe that uh, that it, if shaken, you cannot do anything. 
not even cast spells and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's it's very 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 strong, and it's a I believe it's two d six right um, range from the blast that's affected by the shake. Yeah, yeah, two d six. Yeah. And um, what is it here? Yeah, on a one they cannot do anything. On a two to five, um, uh, they move at half rate and cannot shoot. Um, and more machines can only shoot on a four plus. Yeah. And on a six, there's no effect. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, <coughs> it's it's very nice if a, if you get that effect off. Um, but the problem being that I just don't see this would be uh, the the best in a gun line build, and I just don't yeah. see that happening, even if you include. Uh, Allied uh, crossbow orcs. I just don't see that happening with this army. And well, it's a very, it... very expensive uh, piece of artillery. Uh, and it's. Yeah, it, it, it will be taken out uh, pretty quickly. So uh, even yeah. even though that it's a. It has a tough. Three toughness, four dwarves with a heavy armor. So they're pretty well protected. A lot better than most other war machines. So. It, it will uh, take a lot of additional firepower from the enemy to to take it out, and even harpies will have a tough time uh, actually clearing it in one one turn. Yeah, that is true. Um, I I do see the for a gun line, but building a gun line for the chaos dwarves does seem rather difficult, given that the best range you can get is from allies. Uh, at least the best uh, long-range unit, anyway. Um, maybe, maybe for a zoning, uh, I could see it for a, a zoning army as well, keeping the uh, enemy bogged down, trying to take the table quarters. Uh, you'd need a, a powerful character to to deal with um, flying enemies. Yeah, but but <laughs> that's playing. If you want to play for table quarters, that's the the long game, and this is not yeah. going to be around in the long game. Uh, no, no, you'd need to be able to protect it, yeah. Uh, and that's going to be difficult with the characters being so expensive. Uh, it's, it's difficult to say. It, it's it's quite an expense to bring this one. Yeah, uh, and the amount of points you'd have to invest in order to make it work seems. You'll probably be spending half your army just to gamble on this item, on this one more machine. It's a it's a very very cool effect, no doubt about mm. it. But it's it's also so expensive. I don't really see why it's so expensive. Um, and I I don't think in reality I would ever include more than one of these if if I would include one because it, it's mean, just too too expensive and. Uh, and and your whole strategy as the Chaos Dwarves isn't uh, isn't a gun line. It's uh, getting forward, and if you deny your opponent getting forward, then you're not fast enough to to get to them. Um, of course, it it destroys a little bit of the opponent's plans, how to maneuver his units and stuff like that. Uh, but is that really worth that many points? I'm not sure. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. 
perhaps in uh, in a more objective based game um, where you have something like uh, scenarios like capture the watchtower or something uh, this makes more sense um, with a chance to deny that movement could be critical to winning the game or not or winning the scenario um, and again uh, a gun, this would be great with a gun line like if even if it was just um, no, I guess even with uh, you need you need a range thirty with some unit to make it work at least. But uh, yeah, it, it's I, I guess we'd have to try it out for a couple of games and see. Uh... Yeah, and if if this uh, lives to uh, to round three, then then it's uh, it can really impact the game a lot because you can you can target it where. You don't want a, a charge to happen or something like that. Um, yeah. And there's a, a pretty big chance that it will actually uh, prevent a charge. But the problem with that is that it has to, to live for several turns before uh, that actually come in effect. Um, and you you need your army to build to, yeah, to take advantage of that. So they have to make up for the points that you spend on this unit and the um, or this uh, piece of artillery and the uh, the characters or additional units you spend in order to try and protect it. So you, you need some something that really can take advantage of the enemy movement being reduced. Yeah, I would, I would never consider using characters to protect my my war machines. It's just too expensive. If I lose a war machine, then I lose a war machine. I, I'm not going to put any more points into it than they already cost, and that goes for all armies, I think. Yeah, I think you could be yeah, probably right about that, that, that point. Um, it's hard to say. I, I guess I'd have to play a few games with this, uh, with the Earthshaking Cannon, but it is a gamble. Yeah. Every time you bring one, um, and at that price, you you want it to be have a, a massive effect to to pay for itself. Now, we should uh, mention the special monsters. Yes, yes, we should uh, talk about the Great Taurus and the Lama Sioux. Uh, they do have a variety of other uh, monsters they can use, but these ones do seem to be most interesting for the Chaos Force since they are unique. Yeah, and we also talked about the other monsters so many times. Yeah, indeed. Now, the Great Taurus, um, at, uh, what is it, 225 points? Yes. Yep. The Fire Breath is... It's probably the, the worst breath, uh, the worst worst of the large breaths, at least I think. Um, yeah, it's only strength three, so that's not very interesting. No, no. Um, it has pretty decent stats. It's uh, I compare this to uh, the Chimera, where it's uh, actually I think it's uh, just as good as the Chimera. Um, it has a little. F less fewer attacks, but then it has higher weapon skill uh, and cost a little bit less. So 
points-wise, it's a it's probably almost as good as a, a Chimera. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I agree with that. Um, um, definitely a, a very potent monster. Um, but other than that, so, uh, I think it's it's a waste of uh, points. I don't think it's it's very strong. Yeah, the Lamassu does have some advantages over it, making it more worthwhile because it does give a, uh, a bit more protection, at least for your sorcerer uh, or anyone riding the Lamassu. So I do like that aspect, and the the breath is not really something you're going to be missing, um, and the toughness of seven makes it quite difficult to kill. Yeah, it means that it cannot be shot down by strength three. Uh, I believe it still can. It no, no, it cannot. Toughness seven uh, denies strength three. You do have. Uh, I do believe the yeah. chart looks a little bit different. Than... It doesn't. No, it's it's true. It's uh, it's uh, fives. It's fives and sixes. That are, yeah, so strength three, you can't uh, wound it. That's correct. And that's a that's a, a very huge upside for being a yeah. being a large monster. Uh, it's 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 very good, and uh, it still has a, it has one less attack, but then it's also a, a bit cheaper. And then they has all this the special rules with the the dispel uh, for the. The character, uh, which is a pretty decent dispel, because if it fails, you can, you're allowed to make a normal dispel try afterwards. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, he's pretty well protected from magic, and uh, also magical weapons has minus one to to hit. The Lamasu and the Rider um is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Uh, I definitely like that part of it. Um. But that's that doesn't come in handy that often because you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna be sending your sorcerer in to fight another character. No, but it can also it can be uh, your your general. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, so if your general is strong enough to to fight another character, then it uh, comes in in handy that effect. Yeah, and and he can actually can be with the, some of the item choices you can get for the cast wars. Yeah, so I really like the, the Lamasu, and I think uh, the most armies that I've, I have uh, made on paper, I tend to include this from for my general because uh, simply because of uh, having the mobility. Uh, but it is a, it, very expensive to uh, to mount a, a character on a on a monster, of course. But uh, but I like the Lamasu a lot. It's also um, one of the great advantages coming around, getting around your your character only having uh, a movement of uh, three, already being quite expensive even before you add the, the Lamasu. Yeah. So um, I definitely like uh, these monster choices for the Chaos Dwarfs. It makes up for a lot of the, uh, well, at least in, in main case, the Lamasu, because it makes up for most of the. Um, what the rest of the army sort of lacks. Um, 
yeah. and I do seem what well, it, it does seem to um, like at least with the in, in coordination with some of the war machines, it does seem like um, uh, there's sort of like a, a, a focus point for the chaos dwarves lacking, at least in concern with their war machines. Uh, their infantry does seem to poke towards the slow march of death forward and hopefully somebody will come fight you or not just ignore you completely, which is um, uh, one of the issues that dwarfs also have unless you bring a lot of war machines uh, to counter-effect that. But you can't really do the same here because the war machines aren't strong enough to force the enemy to meet you halfway. It's a uh, it's a difficult choice. Um, what do we think about the chaos force? But let, let's move on to the uh, the characters and then uh, then give it a rating afterwards. Yeah, there's also special characters. Oh yeah, special characters. Of course, yeah. we have to do that as well. Uh, so let's go to the characters. And the first up is the general, which is either a lord, which is similar to Dwarf Lord, or it says you can get a Sorcerer Lord as well, which is pretty nice. So you can have it cast on your general in one, and then you can give him some protection and mobility um, and uh, uh, battlefield effects uh, besides magic on the uh, the Lamasu, so you can spread terror. It's pretty great. Uh, seems like an almost obvious choice for Chaos Dwarves to have one of those Sorcerer's Lords if you can afford it. Um, I guess you could make a character killer as well with your regular lord, uh, make it a little bit more uh, cheaper. But you'll you'll struggle to find the points for a, a, a decent sorcerer lord, I guess. And you probably want to bring some hobgoblin heroes with some hard woe, etc. Uh, and you might even be considering a bull centaur. Yeah, hero. Take them one by one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts on the Lord and Sorcerer Lord? Yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's it's very good to to have the option to have a a, a general sorcerer. Um, yeah. That option can very often be very very strong. Um, so I really like that, and especially in this army, dwarves have pretty good leadership already, so you don't need uh, a general to boost their leadership. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so uh, so I would pick the Sorcerer Lord uh, most games, I think, uh, Yeah, as I my, as my general. Um, and uh, I would probably put him on a Lamasu a lot of times as well. Um, I really think there's something to uh, to the build with the the jealous of darkness. Uh, oh yes, uh, deny where you can if you... <laughs> where you uh, yeah you can deny the enemy winds of magic. Yeah, if you just find the ways to produce your own, like with uh, having a, a banner of sorcery, so you can uh, throw those away first, and um, also you can put take a chalice of sorcery as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think there's really something to that build, and I'm I'm really looking forward on testing it uh, against you a few times. Um, 
Yeah, I've been uh, building quite a few Chaos Dwarf armies as well. Though I have been running into some difficulty finding something that I'm, you know, satisfied with. Um, but I guess I'll just have to keep uh, building armies and see what I get to. Yeah. Uh, the next characters is the Battle Standard Bearer. Uh, in this case, it's a little bit different because you can have a Bolton Tower as a Battle Standard Bearer. Um, I don't really see the purpose of a Battle Standard Bearer in Chaos Dwarfs. Um, there's not really a unit I would consider. Maybe I would consider giving the. No, the Bolton Towers, you only need one banner. I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest two, two banners in them with the hero choice as well. No, and they are pretty uh, expensive, the Bulls and Towers as well. Uh, yeah. So, as with all battle standards, they're probably pretty bad. And also, if you play to to lose combats, then you're not playing a very smart game in most games, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you're not really looking for the, um, the effect. You're only looking for the extra banner. That's quite expensive. Um, uh, unit to buy just to get that extra banner in your unit. Uh, it's probably a lot better things you can get for the same points. So next on the list is the Bull Centaur Lord. Uh, he's quite the beefy guy, but he's also quite expensive. Um, if only you could bring this as your general. I would consider it. Just to save points on the, uh, um, but then you need a spellcaster in there. But you save the the you s be able to spare the the Lama Sioux in your army. But I I don't think I would bring a Centaur Lord unless I was playing a huge battle. Um, yeah, he's very and... expensive, but of course he's he's also very strong. Uh -huh. But it's a lot of points to invest in a character without any items and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think he's yeah, too, yeah. Too even with that, yeah, he, he's like a, it's like getting a vampire lord, and you can't really afford that in addition to your other dwarf characters. Yeah. So, I like the 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 hero Bolton Tower a lot more. Yeah, it's, I, uh, it's a lot more manageable. It's so much yeah. cheaper and. Uh, and it does uh, a lot of damage still. Mm -hmm. It's very strong. Yeah. I think uh, if we're moving on to heroes, I think uh, the Bulls and Tower hero is, would be my choice for, for boosting uh, the Bulls and Tower regiment if I'm not using the Hobgoblin heroes. And that's really yeah. what, uh, what I was looking at when I was trying to build it. How many Hobgoblin heroes can I actually get on the, for the price of a Bulls and Tower hero? And I know the Bulls and Sour Hero is a lot cooler, but I can get a lot of Hobgoblin heroes for that price. Yeah, and true. put them get, on wool uh, so they can be with the Bulls and Towers as well. And and you can put them in with the wool yeah, riders. Yeah. So I really. Yeah, you could get the three with some points to spare. Yeah. And then you're best with four items. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like uh, the Hobgoblin heroes. Uh, they're cheap mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, you can get a lot of those uh, annoying items uh, and you can give get wolves for them so 
Yeah, that is true. Um, so I definitely like that as well. Uh, don't see a point to bring a Chaos Wolf hero at any point, though. No, nah, that yeah, that then. would be if if you wanted to uh, to include include uh, Crown of Command or some kind of uh, protection for for your your main regiment or something like that. Uh, I could oh, I could yeah. see well, that as you... being pretty pretty good because if if you ha if you include the warriors um, and uh, have a crown of command with them, um, they hold for a turn and then uh, you have uh, positioned the uh, the blunderbosses a turn before, so they can actually get a good angle, and and then they might be able to to. Uh, yeah, to do yeah. some damage to uh, to the regiment that that way. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that tactic working. Of course, it will have to uh, allow you for uh, aligning the uh, blunderbusses without actually opening yourself up for a flank charge or something. Yeah, but that's where you have the the, the hobgoblin wolf riders. So they can come, uh, yeah. come in and protect uh, the the blunderbuss. Okay, okay. So I, I could see that as a, as an idea, um, and that for that you can either use a, a lord or a chaos dwarf uh, hero. Um, but other than that, I agree that I I wouldn't uh, include waste my points uh, on the chaos dwarf heroes. So shall we move on to champions? Yeah. Now, uh, Chaos Dwarf, of course, um, something you would bring if you're hiding your uh, your sorcerer or some other important character in a Chaos Dwarf yep. regiment. The same with the uh, Hobgoblins. You'd, you'd probably bring them to um, do some Heart of Woe business. No, not really, because they they cannot uh, be mounted on, uh, on wolves. Hobgoblin... Uh, yeah. It's the same as uh, with the uh, Orgoblin oh, yeah, list, yeah, yeah. Uh, the champions cannot ride. Um, so um, oh, yeah, so you need true. the heroes uh, for that role for Heart of All um, part. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and the, um, let's see here. Yeah, and the others you wouldn't really want to use. No. Um, there's not much point to do so. Um, so really, the only option for for the the champions, I think, is a is a one to to uh, bear the black gem, uh, and other than that, uh, they don't really serve a point. Yeah, the uh, bulls and towers a little expensive. Yeah, it is. It's not doing that much. No, it's only an additional attack. Uh, it does give an additional strength as well, but and weapon skill, of course. But um, it still has the two-handed weapon, so it's still reduced like everybody else. So you pref probably prefer the hero. Unless you give it an, a magic weapon, of course. Of course, you could give it a magic weapon instead, yeah. Yeah, but you'd rather want to have a protection, protective item than probably. Yeah, if you only yeah. get the one. Now the Chaos Dwarf sor Sorceress. Um, 
yeah, social lord we already discussed. He's a pretty good general. Yeah, um, but if he, he he's not the general, then you can get him here as well. Yeah. Um, and you can actually get two sorcerer lords if you want to. Um, yes. Yeah, I I I could see a chaos dwarf going uh, the magic route uh, with mm-hmm. having additional sorcerers as well. Um, yeah. Even though their magic are not that strong, as I mentioned, they can repick, so they can get those half decent spells. Um, so yeah, I could really see that working out. And of course, the level one sorcerers are very good at bearing dispel scrolls, as always. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, decent uh, sorcerers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, tough guys. Uh, they all have toughness five. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they are pretty pretty tough. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Should we move on to the special characters? Yes, let's uh, head on down. Uh, the first special character on the uh, Chaos Dwarf list is Satan the Black, commander of the Tower of Sar. Um, let's have a look at this guy. So he's a lord character, gives him three magic items. No, four. Um, he's, he's special, so he... Oh, yeah, yeah. He may carry four items, yeah. Because he's that good. <laughs> And he, he can only ride a Lama Suwa or a Great Taurus. And he also has an additional weapon skill. Yeah, he does, yeah. And um, an additional wound. And an additional wound, yes. Um, and he has hatred. Yeah. And he only costs uh, 12 more points than uh, the regular Lord. Yeah, So he is. If you're going with the... Uh, Cares Dwarf General. Um, he seems a pretty good choice instead. Yeah, definitely. If you allow special characters and and want to have a, a fighter, uh, then this guy can really be built to be very, very nasty and very, very strong because of the four items. Um, yeah. Um, and... Uh... Not much else to talk about this guy. It's great that he's able to choose his items. That's always great on a special character. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the items makes him uh, makes him uh, a very very good candidate for a lot of things. If you uh, mm-hmm. if you give him uh, the the gauntlet of uh, Bastard the Cruel, um, he will never strike his own models uh, because he rerolls uh, failed to hit. So that one probably never happen, um, mm-hmm. and then he uh, you can actually give him a magic weapon, which uh, of course it's this is an expensive combo, but blade of leaping gold gi- giving him seven attacks with strength six that he can reroll fail to hit. He becomes pretty potent. Yeah, um, yeah, and he still has two other items that he can get on top of that. Um, which could either be a helm of many eyes if you, yes. if he's on foot, or if he's on a <laughs> on a flying mount and uh, just some protective items. So this guy yeah, has a of lot of use, and I have, yeah. I have even considered uh, buying Demon Steve for him so he can uh, accompany uh, Bulls and Towers. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because he has the the additional uh, magic item slot. Uh, and the demon steed is pretty bad if it's on his own, but 
if it cannot be targeted uh, because the bull and sour unit is uh, bigger than five, mm -hmm. then it's probably decent. Um, yeah, that is yeah. the problem with the demon steed that it's it dies very very easily because it can be be uh, be targeted um, because it yeah, it takes it. most of the the missile fire for instance. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's not that that strong. But if it cannot uh, be hit by missile fire, then it's it's probably a little bit better, and it, it's the only option that you can put him with the bulls and sours. Um, so I like I like that thought. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, he has yeah, a lot yeah, of options and very very strong hatred, also insane ability on on uh, like this guy put him on a flying yeah. flying mount, and even if he fails to uh, to win that combat, then he has unmodified leadership ten, so he won't run, so he will stay for another round, and and he hits hard. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's. Uh... He's definitely uh, one of the better choices of special characters that we've seen. Yeah, it's very, very good. Mm. Now, uh, the next special character is Gorda's Backstabber. He's a Hobgoblin chieftain. Um, yeah, he cannot be the general since he's a Hobgoblin. Uh, but he is a Hobgoblin lord. Yeah. So he's... Uh, the only uh, one of the kind. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one of his kind, yeah. And uh, he has that four-plus special save against his last wound. Um, uh, he's he's pretty he's neat. He's a neat character, um, and uh, a, a pretty good chieftain. I mean, I guess you would. This would be an even better. No, it would be it be too it's too expensive. I was thinking about um, hard row, but uh, I, I I'm not really sure there is a purpose for this guy. He he has the same purpose. He can also accompany the bulls and sours. Um, that is true. And, uh, he also accompany them. and yeah. he's actually a pretty worthwhile consideration for the bulls and sours. Give him mm -hmm. flail of skulls, of course, and then uh, and then he charge in and kills that uh, annoying hero that's uh, in the way of uh, striking first on the bulls and sours because they strike last. Uh, mm -hmm. Very 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 good option, I think. Because he can, yeah, that's true. He can join the uh, bulls and towers. That's, that's definitely. And he's it's it's a choice. it's a much cheaper way of getting four attacks than uh, than getting a bulls and tower character. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, and he can carry three items. That's great as well. Yeah, so I think I think he's he's very very strong and he's so yeah, cheap. He... So I think he can actually be used a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of these characters that are actually uh, quite useful. Um, now, the next special character is Astrogoth, High Priest of Hashnut. Um, he's a social lord, uh, but he's not allowed to mount and he's, he has to walk on foot. Yeah. Um, but he has a movement of six. Yeah, but he cannot march. And he can only charge, so he can only charge six as well. No, he... Yeah, so so it basically, it's it's only uh, to uh, get around that uh, pursue penalty. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's a really really cool character. He has tempered with so much much magic that he destroyed his his own body and had to build himself a new one. I think <laughs> it's mm -hmm. uh, it's the story behind him. Oh yeah, yeah. 
So he's a half machine, half man, and 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 he he's he's very very strong as well. Yes, the uh, the death blow is is quite extreme. And this is where, as I mentioned in the item review, where that blade of darting steel really shines on on this guy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because quite so. Give him a. The gauntlet and blade of darting steel then you have uh, six attacks that hit automatically with strength seven yeah yeah uh, and you can also give him helm of many eyes that's pre uh, pretty much protect uh, protection and he's, he still has a, an item slot for a ward save and uh, then he is a caster that the opponent needs to come and deal with and when they come and deal with him he's just a beast yes yes he's uh quite scary uh fighter so this is also a great character also um, he has a, an armor save of three plus and four wounds and toughness five uh so he's this guy is not gonna go down uh he's so strong yes and um uh i guess his I guess this to make up a little bit. It makes up a little bit with his movement of six. Um, that he's uh, he's not allowed to mount anything. Uh, but still a shame that uh, I mean, of course, if you put this guy in Lamasu, he'd just be the most craziest um, of uh, casters around. Um, so I guess it's to restrict him a little bit, but still not you know making completely useless like other. Uh, great characters with uh, only movement three or four. So one one thing that I I really not sure about is that if he can be the general or not, because it doesn't say that he can, but it doesn't say he can't, and it says in the armor rush though that you can include a a, a lord, a wizard lord as your general. So I'm not really sure if. It should say if he's allowed to be your general. Yeah, but this is a very, very old book, so they they might not have thought about it. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not sure if anyone knows that. Please uh, inform us if they do. Yes. Um, uh, for now, keep uh, the um, Crown of Command uh, podcast community page, but we are building a, a sister community page for the Flail of Skulls, so that will be up and running soon on Facebook as well. So you can talk to us there about uh, Math Hammer. And we'll also be posting links to our various podcasts, of course. Yeah. And now, uh, that is the last special character on the list. There's not a lot of choices here in special characters. No, but they're all usable. Yeah, and they're all very, very useful. Very strong. Um, indefinitely. If you can make this Asragoth your general as well, uh, he becomes... I don't know, he, he might actually become like a... I guess you would consider the Lama Su sometimes, but otherwise than that, I would probably say he would be an auto-pick if he can be your general. I, well, it depends what you, how you build your army because because he's a he's a sorcerer, a fighting sorcerer, and they, yeah. you need to to have a an army role for, for that to work. Uh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, but that would allow. I guess you could go. Uh, it'd just be a shame to put your caster sorcerer as the lord and have him on the Lama Su. Um, 
I guess there's that issue to take into account. Um, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, what is? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just thinking about how you would divide the um, the casters up so you get the caster items that you need uh, while having this one as a fighter because you'd use his item slots for fighting. Um, okay. So I'm just thinking whether you would then include a, a sorcerer lord on foot or on a lama sue to be your caster. Well, with this guy and all the items, then you know, in a two thousand point armor, you're not gonna be able to afford a, a lama sue option. I think. No, no. So you kind no, of yeah. <laughs> skips that for getting this guy. Mm -hmm. But that is, of course, I mean, it's a powerful combo with the blade of dynamic steel. But you also need to get him into combat for it to work. Um, yeah, but he costs so much, and it's a wizard. The, your enemy wants to deal with the wizard of that cost yeah, that, that many points. So, yeah, yeah, I, I suppose that that is that point. Your, your enemy doesn't want to deal with him. Um, he wants to deal with him. That's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I guess I could still see him, but I could still see regular characters being used as well. Uh, definitely some viability there. Yeah. Um, very interesting special characters for the Chaos Dwarves. Um, some interesting choices for the, uh, the unit rosters. A lot of uh, uh, superficial choices as well. You can't really uh, use the Orcs part that much, if at all. But um, let us know what you think about the uh, the Chaos Dwarfs and if you have any interesting armies you want to show off. Uh, uh, send us a list of your army and let us see how you build it. Um, let us know how you used it and we'll have a talk about the Chaos Dwarfs. Anything else we uh, we should mention before we go to raiding this uh, army? I think it's worth talking about the strength and the weaknesses of the Chaos Dwarfs. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. First, I think um, there are dwarves that have a little more mobility and have magic. Um, then they don't have that good of a gun line. Uh, yeah. But I think I think I would rather have magic and uh, and uh, units with mobility, actually. So mm -hmm. yeah. So I think that's a plus for them. Um, yes. Yes. I, I I do tend to agree. Um, I mean, crossbowmen are a decent unit, but it's not going to be the unit that wins you the game. Um, the the thing that wins you the game for the dwarves are the war machines. Like maybe 90% of the time you'll be winning because you're what your war machines do, if not all the time. Yeah. Um, everything else is just to support them. And with the, the Chaos Dwarves, you can win the game with magic and... Uh, and fighting uh, bolts and towers and uh, stuff like that. And characters, and characters, you can get your characters into combat. Yeah, and and they can be quite uh, a menace to deal with. Um, you can do the same with the dwarfs, but the dwarf ones are, are a lot more difficult to get into combat. Yeah, and the key part here is uh, that you can give a have a flying mount for your characters, um, so they sometimes you could actually can. Get into combat and yeah. do stuff. Yeah. So this definitely makes. Uh, I would say that's a, uh, a 
rather large advantage over the dwarves themselves. Um, you can't uh, definitely a di very different playstyle than the uh, the dwarves themselves, so given that you can't really make that gun line. I guess you could try to make a gun line with a lot of bolt throwers and uh, and earth shaker cannon and and the uh, ally crossbow orcs. Um, yeah. But I don't think it it will be the best castro uh, army that you can build. And no, it'll, it'll definitely have some some issues. I mean, the um, uh, the dwarves will probably do uh, the same amount of damage in a lot less time. And this, uh, when you're playing uh, bot throwers, you probably need a couple of turns before you start seeing an effect. Um, the um, the organ gun, you'll see the effect immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but the mobility that makes this definitely uh, uh, a much better army in some points than the dwarves themselves. Yeah, you have the bulls and towers, you have the the wolf riders, and you have uh, mm -hmm. the lamasu. Um, mm -hmm. So you can a lot easier yeah. control uh, the flow of the battle. Uh, because yeah. of that. And you have cheap options. That's also, uh, I mean, it's not often you want to be using the cheap options, but the fact that they're there is a major advantage over um, dwarfs as well. I mean, the cheapest unit they can get is 10 points a model. Yeah, may maybe, but I don't think you would actually ever use the cheap units in, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some sneaky gets. Maybe, yeah. Um, uh, could hot, nah, probably wouldn't see some hobgoblin lances, but um, I bet I, 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 I just want to have as many teams of wolf riders as I can yeah. afford uh, next to uh, the other th uh, mandatory things that I think you need. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't use points on any, anything else. I, as I said, three to four groups of uh, wolf riders w with uh, five in them. Uh, each mm -hmm. of them might have a hero if you go that route um, with yeah. the with nuking items and the black gem and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, should we give it a rating? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you want to start with this? Sure. Uh, it's depending on how you're going to build the armies. I feel like I'm on the uh, the verge between a one and a two. I'm probably going to lean towards two because I do want it to be higher ranked than the dwarfs. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like there are a lot of better options than the uh, the chaos dwarfs. The magic makes up for a little bit, but the magic is not amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I guess there are other armies I want to give to. Uh, so I'm probably going to go with a one. Uh, keeping a keeping to, keeping to one, but you know, considering that I would rate this one just higher than dwarfs. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give her one for this one. Yeah, I think I agree with your pointers there. Um, I think this 
army is uh, around the same strength as uh, the dwarves and the dark elves. Um, I need to, to to test it on the battlefield to see if it's a little bit better. Um, if it is, then it's because of uh, Chalice of Darkness and because of Lamasu and Bulls and Towers. Um, but that needs to be tested, I think. Um, yeah. But I don't yeah, think it I will, it, it will uh, come up uh, be a two for me. So it's also one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's time to add some ones to the list. Um, I guess that's uh, everything we have from for you today, guys. So uh, we want to thank everyone for for tuning in to the. Flail of Skulls podcast and to hear another one of our uh, Math Hammer walkthroughs of um, Warhammer 4th edition, 5th edition army book. Uh, I want to thank Casper uh, as always for being my co-host here and um, it's always a pleasure to talk Warhammer. Yeah, it was lovely again going through an army list, especially one that uh, you and I aren't so familiar with. We had to look up a few yeah. things uh, yeah. <laughs> doing this. Um, and that also probably makes uh, the review a little bit more interesting than uh, if we know the army too well. I don't know mm -hmm. about that, but... Uh, we've, we've certainly not formed our, our unison uh, opinion on, on what we consider the best right here. I mean, there are some that simply by the stat line just seem great, like um, like the uh, the bull centaurs movement eight with two wounds, uh, just the consideration of, of having beastmen with additional attack and uh, the chance to to actually get into combat. That is a a great thing to see in a you know, in a list arm list. So I definitely like that unit. Uh, we both do. Um, yeah, it's uh, it does have some interesting choices. It just needs. Uh, I guess, what would you give this? What would what would this army need for you to give it a two? I have actually been looking at the at those uh, weak armies and how, if the Games Workshop should have made an updated version, what mm -hmm. what should they get? Um, yeah. One thing I think the the warriors uh, should not uh, have uh, double-handed weapons. Uh, it should be a choice. For them not to have it by by automatically um uh -huh. you could save uh, two points per model on the warrior yeah. there um, yeah. and uh, then i think uh, the bulls and towers should have a special rule maybe to strike first when they charge or maybe have an additional armor save something that just makes them a little bit more resilient, so they actually get to use those uh, great weapons. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit of improvement there. Um, it would be nice to see uh, the all the weak units have a little bit of uh, options for equipment, so they might mm -hmm. be worth considering. Um, and then, of course, I think I think the the orcs should uh, be able to have uh, crossbows, uh, not only with air light orcs. Um, 
Yeah. So, okay. so you could easily make that gun line and spears mm-hmm. for the for the wolf riders would uh, be good. And then I think the most important thing would be to reduce the cost of the war machines, especially the Earth Jagger, probably also the Death Rockets, so it can actually be used. Um, and maybe re- reduce the cost of the Lamasu a little bit and the Great Toros quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so they would be kind of more uh, iconic uh, picks for the for the army. But you yeah. always yeah. take them because they were pretty always good and not cost that much. Um, so basically, I would just reduce a lot of cost and give a little bit more options, and then I think the army would be fine. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, one thing I, I was considering a lot with this one, which I've considered with quite a few armies, is um, making some kind of uh, improved handgun that isn't uh, as a, as quite as... Uh, uh, well, should, even better, perhaps, than the... Um, the uh, repeater handgun, at least something that you know, could match the uh, um, the crossbows for uh, for purpose. But they already have the blunderbuss. That's the iconic yeah. item. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's, but it's it's something I would see. I would like to see in general. Uh, definitely something I I felt like would be more thematic for the chaos dwarfs. I I like the idea that you can't get crossbows. It doesn't feel thematic for them. Um, so I would love to see them have some kind of uh, firing line with handguns that were, to some extent, improved uh, compared to normal handguns. Yeah. Um, given that they are just they're just worse than crossbows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like handguns with the thirty-inch range or something like that. Um, still not. Quite worth it because you still need the two turns to reload. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't thought of a, a good uh, replacement for the handgun yet, but uh, I'll get to it at some point. Anyway, we got a, a, a I guess, a little bit off topic there. Uh, so yeah, um, and we had a little bit of uh, post uh, talk there. Uh, but thanks everyone for sticking to the end and listening to us uh, ramble a little bit about uh, what could be in the army lists. Um, and tune in for our next uh, podcast where we uh, have we chosen the army for the next one no okay but we'll we'll be back soon with uh, another uh, podcast uh, about another army book and uh, just uh, everyone take care see you around bye bye